Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of Podcast Assembled, the show where we talk about all of our geeky interests, show we talk about movies and TV shows, comic books and video games. My name's Tommy. I'm delighted, as always, to be joined by my friend and co-host from across the pond, it's DL. Hey, Tommy, how are we, hey, dude? Hey, mate, how did you like the new cadence? Think the it was cadence. too fast, too slow? <laughs> it was good. <laughs> it reminded me of a certain joke about horses. <laughs> I don't know if anyone will get that. Probably not. A little peek behind the curtain. Um, we had a bit of feedback this week that my, I spoke really fast in the intro. Just change the cadence. You know? So I thought change it up. I mean, I, I kept pretty just much like, the same cadence. I just tried you know, to say it a bit slower. I think you should just like imagine different settings and scenarios with which you'd be <laughs> saying it. Like sometimes it'll be to like third graders reading a book and you say it really slow and like you're teaching them something. Great. Sometimes it's like it's a presidential address and you're you're really formal with... <laughs> This is the podcast well, assembly. We are here <laughs> to discuss video games, comic books, and nerdy things love- that you all love as a nation. <laughs> and then other times, I'd you know, I'd love to be able to do a Trump impression. I don't know. We're dude. here to talk about. I can't even yeah, do it. So just put that image in your head before you do it, and you'll have a different cadence for sure. <laughs> For sure. Oh my god. So what anyway, have you been I tried up to, to slow dude? it down a bit, so hopefully people can understand me this I, I time. I think they did. I think they did. Well, as we as we as we mentioned, we usually talk about, you know, dumb stuff we enjoy, geeky stuff we enjoy, comic books, video games, all of the above. What have you been doing this, mate? What have you been up to? I, I was I was about to ask you the same thing. Um I have been basically not doing much other than watching the things we're talking about today because uh-huh, uh-huh. there's quite a it took few a lot episodes. to get through. But uh, I did watch David Edinburgh's A Life on Our Planet, or at huh. least got like halfway through it. David did, Edinburgh? You mean David Attenborough? Attenborough. How do you Ed- say it? Edinburgh. Edinburgh. <laughs> I said it right, just the way the Americans say it. Uh-huh. Edinburgh or at Attenborough. You say it however you want to, How do you, you say, say it? You say it you want. You know how it's said by English people. Attenborough. 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 Borough. 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 Burrow, burrow. All right. Um, anyway, <laughs> he has a documentary on into nonsense. <laughs> he has a documentary on Netflix, which I watched. What's which it called? Is, uh, it's a life on our planet. Uh-huh. Kind of like uh-huh. it's like you know planet Earth, but like it follows his life and like the the, the journey of like him discovering the wilderness. Because I didn't realize this, but he's been like a wilderness mm. guy's like whole entire life. Yep. Um, and so funnily enough, he's he's actually one of my idols. Like in uh, in life yeah. in general, my my buddy Sophie knows like. We actually saw him live in Melbourne. I mm. love him so much. He did so. He released a semi-autobiographical I book. Say, what did you see him about? <laughs> like, about six, seven years a ukulele ago. Yeah. No. <laughs> doing like, what the fuck? Doing ding, a book ding, reading. Ding, 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 I guess ding, ding. Yeah. he's got a banjo on stage. No. So what he did was he. <clears throat> so from his semi-autobiographical book, he was doing like stories from it, and he had like a guy on stage who was like almost comparing him, like saying like, "Oh, like." prompting him with questions but he yeah. didn't need it man he's so interesting his whole life is just like insane it i've talked about him all night it sorry go and on. i'm halfway through it it just follows like his, like his life as somebody who's been in the wilderness and how he's seen it change and like that yep. backs it up with science of like how it's changed since he first kind of huh. became you know a wilderness buff and uh yeah it was, it's interesting so far but that's about really all i've seen yeah, or, okay didn't even play the witcher this last oh week. my I god just, it was that busy. Oh, so, my God. Yeah, it's wild. Um, well, I actually you? watched an interesting movie this week. It's a brand new one. It's a Michael B. Jordan joint. I don't know if you've heard of it. It's Amazon. It's called Without Remorse. Is that the one where he's like a special agent or something? Yes. It looks badass, but it almost looks like extraction, but with a black guy. Mm, it's, if uh, that makes sense. Like the same uh, movie that Netflix just made with, uh, what's his name? Chris Hemsworth. Chris Hemsworth. But they're yep. like, fuck it. Let's make it like... 
with uh, the best grade A um, black actor, Michael B. Jordan. Like, Look, right. I, yeah. I liked his performance and I think he's good. The yeah. movie itself was very tropey. That's extraction. That's it was, I liked his yeah. performance. He was good. There was a CIA yeah. agent in it. Yeah. You can guess that he was the secretive one. It was yeah. like, ah, you know, like there's too many tropes in this yeah. genre now. They need to do something a bit different. And this wasn't it. I was hoping this would be different because it looks badass. Like yeah. you see the trailer, you think. I think they just need to start like doing this off true stories more huh. often. Maybe. Like, there's plenty of fucking shit going on in the world where agents are cool things shit. are happening. Like, yeah. just do it about that. Anyway. Uh, so for, for anyone who hasn't listened to the podcast before, this is yeah. a typical thing we do. We'll talk about a thing we vaguely enjoyed, uh, trash it, and then come back and say, no, but it was actually quite good. So that's, <laughs> that's the usual format of our podcast. I don't know if that helps anyone in deciding uh, whether they want to carry on listening or not, but yeah. that's essentially, okay. that's essentially what we do. I, I obviously watched a couple of programs we're going to talk about on this. Yeah. One thing I have been doing is, I've been doing a rewatch of Rick and Morty, like the, the most recent series. I think mm-hmm. I mentioned it last week, did, but yeah. I'm just sort of gradually like flicking through it because I think... Like the sex dragons. Yeah, that yeah. I, that one I'm not so sure about. I watched that one this still week. Still weird. With a bit of like <laughs> distance from it. And without all the excitement of it being a brand new Rick and Morty thing, I'm actually quite enjoying it. Some of the episodes are great. The one where they're on the train, I actually, when I watched that, I was really dismissive of it and thought it was like trash. Mm-hmm. And then I rewatched it and I was like... Some of the jokes in this are absolutely. Isn't that the one fire. where they're doing like a heist thing or a time thing? No, or? the heist one's different. I like the heist one. I think we already talked about it. But the what is the train one again? It's another one with like. So the train one is where they're essentially satiring like everyone. Snowpiercer? Uh, no, kind of. But they're, they're satiring people who are trying to like um, force them, force the writers to do to like expand on storylines and oh, and um, yeah. there's like a. Uh, there's yeah, like a story like a, it master. Was kind of, it was kind of similar to like the, of, yeah. the heist one where it was like making fun of like the tropes of a heist. Every episode this season yeah. has been like making yeah. fun of a genre of something, yeah, yeah. like which is really interesting. But it, it's actually good. Like it doesn't push the story forward that much in terms of what people want, which is ironic because the episode I'm talking about is about what people want to see in terms yeah. of that story, those stories moving what forward. What do people want to see? Uh, I guess they want to see um, more. What was the guy, uh, Evil Morty, with the eye patch? They okay. want to see more of him. Uh, they want to see him taking over the Citadel of Ricks. I don't know, man. Like, I just like the program. And I, I don't understand. And this is something that I think maybe comes up fairly regularly on the show. Like, I don't really understand negative culture online. Is no. that stupid? Like, I get, like I know it's there, and I can see it, and I can. It's it's obvious, and it's blatant like rick and morty is a, a, an example of a fan base which is pretty toxic yeah but i don't get why it gets that way like who gives a fuck like enjoy what you want to enjoy yeah for sure i didn't even realize that you told me that like oh it's gross rick and morty fans were gross. i mean like i'm just not as engaged with it but uh, it's like oh if, if you don't find it funny you're just you're just not intelligent enough to understand it. it's like fuck off mate like <laughs> some people just don't like that humor like yeah that's fair that's fair <laughs> I, with Rick and Morty, is there like a sense, is there like certain episodes that like are called out as being like almost not like canon, but like driving a certain plot forward? Yeah. Because so is that a, why yeah. they're like, people are like, we want more of that. Like yeah. instead of these off episodes that are just like standard Monster of the Week humor. Yeah. So there's one or two like things that seem to run through it. Now the challenge uh-huh. with Rick and Morty is, right. And we're talking for Rick and Morty way too much, but yeah. the challenge with that show is you're never actually sure if you're watching the same Rick and Morty every week. Yeah, of course, because it's so the multi-dimensional like, yeah, shit. Yeah, obviously. And there's there's ones where you see the character Mr. Poopy Butthole, which <laughs> sounds like the worst made-up name <laughs> so of all time. Dumb. kind of is. But like... It so doesn't you, even look like a poopy butthole. No, which is kind of weird. No, yeah. anyway, it's, it's weird because 
that's quite clearly a different dimension that you're following. And you yeah. occasionally jump into that one. And you occasionally jump into different ones. Like there's an episode when uh, that there is... Um, so Jerry is obviously Beth's husband. Yes, yes. Uh, what is he to... I was... He's just like step... Uh, step what is it? Son-in-law? Son-in-law, yeah. that's the one. I knew that's the word for it. He's his, son- <laughs> He's his son-in-law, right? And one of the Ricks in the many multiverses has created a daycare center for Jerry's yes. that have accidentally jumped on board the, on, on the mission or whatever. And like in that episode, you follow a completely different Rick and Morty altogether. So it's like, you never know what you're following through. So you could be watching episodes that people think are driving these these central mm. plots forward. But really, there could be anything. That's the, it could that's just be a bunch of nonsense. That's yeah. the beauty of it. I actually, I actually watched a really funny thing about that show that apparently to come up with the ideas, they all, like all the writers write down as many random words as possible on pieces of paper. They just chuck them down and they just pick up two and they're like, okay, we're doing an episode on this. <laughs> so it could be like, I don't know, fucking like, uh, I don't know, like scissor plutonium. Yeah. And they're like, okay, how do, how do we make something else? You know what I mean? Yeah, so uh, like, yeah, yeah. I find that so interesting. Um, that actually makes so much sense because yeah. some of this shit's so random. So weird. Um, moving on. Yeah. So moving you want to go into news or is there anything else you tell me? Yeah. What have you, what, what have you heard, heard this week? We've heard news. Uh, I haven't really heard much to be honest. I just know a quiet place two is getting pretty good reviews and oh. I'm excited to go see that in theaters. I might do it gold class. Ooh. Gold when are you going to, I will come see that whenever you. it's out. Let's I see that together. When it's out. I would appreciate that. But uh, the reviews are, and I liked them. It's getting it's getting all right reviews so far. Yes, yeah. I hear it's okay. And then uh, I saw that the Mass Effect game came out, and I've I've found my next time suck after The Witcher. Once I'm done with it, <laughs> the new legendary Mass Effect game. But that's that's about all I've kind of seen. How about you? I mean, you probably got some casting news for something or other. Well, well, well. <laughs> Here we are again. Yeah. Well, there's quite a lot actually that's happened in this past week. We got to be brief. We've got a lot to go through this episode. We have a lot to go through, so I'll I'll try and get through as quickly as possible. Uh, Zach, did you hear this week that Zack Snyder says that Warner Brothers are aggressively anti-Snyder? <laughs> so, yeah, well, duh. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, this isn't news. <laughs> did we all know this? Probably. I, it's, it's it's quite interesting. He's done a bunch of interviews so recently where what he's been he pretty scathing say? of Warner Brothers. What did he just say? They're, they're, they're little shitters or what? Well, clearly they're not interested in my take. This is clearly talking about the uh, the the, yeah. just the whatever it is, DC or whatever you're calling it. Yeah. Clearly not interested in his take. Uh, he would have, I mean, we get it. We get it. They're not interested. Anyway, yeah, he's excited. On. He his, was excited to do it. Obviously. Yes. His yeah. new movie is out or coming out soon. The zombie one. Hmm. And it's apparently getting half decent reviews too. So we should probably watch that together. Yeah. I wonder, do you think anyone else would ever take on, I guess Warner Brothers just owns DC. Is that true? Yes, correct. Okay. Well, there is a really massive piece of news this week that yeah. discovery and Warner Brothers are merging. Uh, and mm. I just haven't had enough time to read up on it to talk about it because what it's is, like the what biggest is discovery. Thing. It's just like Shark Week. I guess so. <laughs> Could you imagine like <laughs> Batman versus oh, yeah. King Shark? He's coming uh, in the new man, Suicide Squad movie. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Look, let's skip on Quigley then. So, yeah. do you hear this week that Emily Blunt says that she has not been contacted about Fantastic Four? And she also says that she isn't really into superhero movies. So uh, there's been so much talk about Emily Blunt, who's obviously, we were just talking about her in terms of the new Quiet Place movie. Mm. People want her and John Krasinski as the two two of the leads in the Fantastic Four movie. They want him as Mr. Fantastic and her as the Invisible Woman. I think it actually fits. It's been on the, co- yeah. it's been like fan casting for so long, uh, but she either is doing a really good job of putting like a poker face on or that's not going to fucking happen. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think it's fair. I hate when people these days are like, I'm not into superhero movies. Like the point of, it's a genre now. There's different like yeah. 
there's different types of superhero movies. Yeah, like it's it's its exactly. own thing. So that there's not it's not like just like a typical tropey thing. Like depending on which one you're watching, you're watching a different movie. Right. We've got a bit of game news, so let yeah. me quickly run you through two other pieces. Yeah. Ant Man and the Wasp: Quantumania has begun filming in the UK. Good. I will probably see that movie when it comes out, even though the other two I was not massively like thrilled it, over. Who are you kidding? Didn't didn't really care. Um, he Man is back. Yeah. Did you ever watch Master of the Universe? Yeah. Oh my god, it looks so good. Here, yeah. look, look at how good this looks. I think I tweeted nah. this this week. It looks amazing. Nah. I mean, no? it does look good. Not a like, fan. I just never watched it. Okay. Know. Yeah. I would watch it. My, me and my brother used to watch it growing okay. up, and the the really campy movie from like the eighties. Oh my god! Isn't that I like would a, fucking love to do? Wasn't it like live action? Yeah, yeah. It was yeah. with Dolph Lundgren. Yeah. It was dreadful. Yeah, it was real bad. I would love to do a podcast oh, with you on that someday why all right there's a little bit of game news before we jump into our main topics plural so um yes let me quickly tell you um apparently ubisoft who you may know of assassin's creed mass effect splinter cell yes all of the above they are apparently moving uh moving on from moving three triple a games a year and chasing a strategy of focusing on high-end free-to-play games Free to play. Yes. Meaning like on the mobile. Uh, I mean. A lot of studios are doing that. There's a lot of stuff changing, man, in gaming. It's not stuff I want to play. I don't understand why every do. game has to be a game as a service. That really annoys me. Because I want to make money. Yeah, of course. <laughs> of course. But like they must make money off games but that are just there's standalone a de- titles. There's a demand for the thing. The beautiful thing is there's a demand for games that we like. And there will, sure. because of that, there will always be some cool new studio that's going to do it. Yes. And they see their buyout path too. They see Microsoft just buying all these companies. Yeah, they do. So like you, there's going to be a new CD Projekt Red. CD Projekt Red was no, a nobody before the yeah, Witcher. Yeah, they were nothing. So, and now they're this fucking huge publicly traded company. So Agreed. there's, it, it'll Ebbs and all flows. ebb and flow. Yeah, yeah, okay. All right, well, super quickly then. Apparently, an unknown game has been added to that database of Activision with a download size of 43.9 <laughs> gigabytes. Who the fuck found this? Nobody knows what it is. What could crazy, it be? Dude. I don't know. Modern, could be anything. Modern World for Modern Warfare, or is that a different company? Yeah, they do that. Modern Warfare remake. Some of those. Three, I, don't know. I haven't played an Activision game in a long time. Me neither. I'm not going to lie to you. If there's any news you heard this week that we missed or we didn't we didn't notice or say, let us know at podcast as- uh, hashtag podcast assemble. I'll get that right one week. Find, we'll find you on Twitter. Everyone, everyone's banging on about this Snake Eyes trailer. I didn't give a shit about that movie. Um, do you? No. Okay, great. So the final piece <laughs> of news. Glad we can skip on from that. The final bit of news then, which is going to segue us into one of our main topics, if I can fucking find it because I've just lost it. This is dumb. Good bit of podcasting, this. Um, okay, so Shadow and Bone showrunner Eric Heiserer. Heiserer? Eric, old Eric. Heiserer, yeah. Okay. Says that season one's cliffhanger ending was a dare for Netflix not to renew the show. Well, how I mean, do you feel about that? I don't even remember the cliffhanger. <laughs> <laughs> and we're about to talk about yeah, it. So, yeah. Like, wait, 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 wait. What cliffhanger? Main no. topic, the, and the queue. <laughs> yeah. So, what was the main? What, can we talk about the cliffhanger? No, just give me like it in non-spoiler terms. Can you do it? Well, you know what I think we should do. Okay, so our main topics for this week are: yeah. we have powered through two two TV shows. We've powered through Shadow and Bone, Over the which last we just few mentioned. Weeks, yes, yes, but more so in the last week to try and get this content out to you, beautiful people. Yeah, and also we powered through Jupiter's Legacy, which is a, a Netflix show. Also a Netflix show. Sorry, got it. And. 
I think we should just talk about it full spoilers just the whole time. Okay, that's fine. Both of them. Yeah. So you've like, been so warned we just, now. Yes, as of now. Spoilers. Spoilers are coming. So from now, we'll be just talking full spoilers about both of those shows. We're going we're gonna to do what we normally do. We're going to give you a bit of an overview, talk a little bit about what goes on in the show, talk about the what's good and what's bad about so, it, and then, yeah, like, you know, I'm, but probably sorry, more I, bad I than good. I just stuttered and stopped you. The Jupiter's legacy st- ends with a cliffhanger, doesn't it? Does Shadow and Bone too? Shadow and Bow is sort of a cliffhanger. Okay. All right. So let's talk about Shadow and Bow. Yeah. Let's get into why Shadow you, and Bone. Why don't you start St- with your starting with my dumb stupid summary, stupid overview, it's our stupid over- overview, dumb summary, whatever we want to call it these days. Yeah. Twilight meets. Fuck. <laughs> Sorry. I think I, I think there was a typo here, <laughs> and it's crazy because I only typed like seven words. Right. So. Perfect. Twilight meets. Oh yeah. No, it's not a typo. Twilight meets inverted Harry Potter, but staler. Oh okay. Like Scaling. inverted meaning like, you know, it's like Hogwarts, except nobody wants to be there. Nobody was there. <laughs> <laughs> and Stanley meaning like, it's just worse. I appreciate that. It's just worse. Is that, is that the whole of it? Is That's that your whole literally thing? my entire oh, one okay. for that one. Okay. So I mine's, kept it mine, short and sweet for that one. Yeah. Mine's a bit longer, mainly because I think I was just really trying to, I was, oh, I just didn't want to do that for this one. The other one I thought I found a little bit more right, to go me, with. Let me give yeah. you mine for this. So it's just. Welcome to Ravka, where a Twilight-esque love triangle unfolds to the backdrop of a fancy adventure western that simultaneously lacks the grit of the Old West and somehow makes magic uninteresting. Discover discover a world of politics, plain Janes, and a BFF that's somehow both in the friend zone and out of it at the same time. Yeah. Like it's fair. That's a good, accurate one. I mean, that one is re- that was one of your best. Thank you. I that appreciate that. Wait for the ju- actually, the, my Jupiter's legacy one probably isn't yeah. as good. I'm not gonna lie. Um, it's fine. No, totally spot on. So this uh, show is essentially, uh, like we say, a Netflix adaptation of a young adult book series, right? Yeah, one of those tween books, but not quite tween. I think this no. one's trying to be more than tween a bit. It's more like young adult. Fa- it's young adult fantasy. It's I, fair I'm to making say. like a shrug. Yeah, a shrug movie. So like it's a magical like, world set in like. Uh, era where there's 18th century, would we say, technology? Yeah, yeah that's I mean, like the 1700s. And shit, there's trains. With, with normal humans and what are called Grisha. Grisha yeah. are magic users. Yeah. Magic enabled. They got different classes. Sort um, of lo- so it's it's based, so it's set loosely in sort of Eastern Europe. Yeah. Eastern yeah. Europe, yeah. Russia. Ketterdam is Amsterdam. Exactly. Ravka's yeah. Russia. And it's an, ad- um, an, an adaptation, if I can speak, of the book series of Lee Bardugo. Now, I knew nothing about her before this. None yet. And, um, you know, I'm going to be flat out with you from the, from the beginning. I'm not going to read these books. Well, I'm not it's either. not it's yeah. not something it's I'll, too tweeny yeah it's too it's too much for me yeah but like, if, if they're because like you know those letters are pulled straight from like the opening chapters of books oh my god yeah uh, uh, sorry opening openings of chapters in the books and like i just can't be fucking bothered that's reading so, that shit. so right um, so what do you think the plot was then of this like what what like what the fuck happened i mean like in essence I, I wrote like a little summary to help me here yeah in this world the grisha so are primarily they primarily reside in ravka feels like so yeah, yeah. We were, we're introduced to ravka um ravka has like two parts of it east and west there's mm-hmm. a capital which mm-hmm. is kind of the primary residence of all the grisha and the king uh-huh. we don't really kind of know 
if there's Grisha outside of Ravka. No. It doesn't really touch on that. He doesn't talk about much outside. But all the... the people outside of Ravka, at least from the north and the south, don't really like them. It's implied. And they're at war with them for various reasons. So there's yep. a war going on. Meanwhile, Ravka itself is split in half by this thing called the Fold, yep. which centuries ago, one of the most like powerful uh, Grisha accidentally unleashed. Is it called the Fold? Good. I'm glad is you said that because I forgot what it was called. Yeah, it's called the Fold. <laughs> Um, you know, Grisha are traditionally persecuted within and without Ravka. They're at war with everyone. We don't really know why. Ravka itself is at the verge of civil war because there are two armies. One are Grisha and one are normal soldiers. And they don't, they're separated on East and West. And, uh, and they we, somehow make all of this really uninteresting. <laughs> like, I don't I, I, know I, how so they I'm do gonna it. I'm going to defend it <laughs> as devil's advocate because you are pretty anti right now. I'm but, not. I'm not. Okay, but we, I guess, in essence, that's this backdrop. And then we follow the story of a new Grisha. Yes. Of seemingly immense power that has been prophesized coming into her power, train, being trained yes. and kind of dealing with it in order to, in essence, fix the fold it is another the chosen one it is it's too she cho- is a she uh, is a chosen one that you know and we'll, well maybe we can get into that the chosen one thing is tough for me yes you know and and game of thrones did it perfectly because it's not clear who's the chosen mm-hmm, one mm-hmm. and honestly they're not the chosen one because of some power yeah they're more the chosen one because of the life things that they go through yes. that have made them who they are that kind of power them to pursue yeah. what in essence aligns to a prophecy. Whereas this is just like, there's a prophecy and you have the light and you're mm-hmm. going to save the world. Yeah. It, it's it so doesn't, rudimentary. Yeah. So it's the opposite way around to, for example, I mean, we bring Game of Thrones up a lot or like a lot of the or rings. Harry Potter. Like, it's, it's the opposite way around. Like, it, builds, it builds a law before building the characters where I feel those, those fantastic uh, epics will build the characters and the law around them. So true. You know what, what he does really well uh, George and I, I wouldn't say Harry Potter because I don't really remember how she does it. But jo- I think that those ones do the chosen one story a bit better than these traditional fantasy ones. Sure. Uh, what George does is he always gives you lore in the context of like how it relates to the person, hmm. right? So like you're learning about the character John and his bastardum, and you're learning about Winterfell in the context of he'll never have Winterfell. And mm-hmm. that relates to mm-hmm. him and what powers him and the way he feels about himself as a bastard. Well, it starts small scale, right? Yeah. So it's, Where, it starts with the characters yeah. and then builds yeah. builds from there, right? Like like yeah. we say. Whereas in, in this, what it essentially does is it throws you into this world where not a lot makes a hell of a lot of sense. You're introduced to a lot of characters all at once and you're not given a lot of information about any of them about their like their drivers, what their personalities are about. You get like fleeting glances of it, and then all of a sudden, like one of them's a chosen one, and she's been the chosen and, one thing was too fast. But the, when that storyline is like the toughest one, I I feel for for, for, my, for myself like yeah. if they had focused like what they tried to do in this in this series, and I don't know if it's exactly the same in the books, but they fo- tried to focus on three really key sort of stories. Yeah. So they focused on uh, Alina. Who is this? The chosen one the we're talking girl. about. Yeah. Who is the main girl? And she gets discovered to be this this chosen the person. Sun yes. Uh, <laughs> and then they follow her story. They follow Mal's story, which does converge with Alina's towards it's the end. It's kind of more branches off hers, yeah. Yeah. Uh, they follow his story, which is essentially him trying to get back to her because they're best friends <laughs> and they love each other. Um, and then they also follow this third this third lot who. Call, who commonly known as the crows uh kez inej and jasper 
who are probably one of the highlights. Jasper's one of the highlights. The best part of the show. Jasper's probably the highlight for me. He's a lot of fun. That that storyline is much stronger than the others. And what they try to do is what they're trying to do, and you can tell towards the end, they're trying to build these stories that sort of run parallel to each other and then all sort of come together towards the end and then they'll break apart again for next season. But it it's too it's too much. Like it doesn't really work for me the way the way it's been done. I think that they don't have to all convert like what they no. what i realized about this when i was reading about it the crow storyline mm. is actually a lot of like writer's liberty because we actually don't get introduced to these characters it's not in the books until later uh-huh. and so they're kind of and we don't know what they were doing at the time of this uh-huh. of alina storyline uh-huh. and so they've kind of backfilled this to to basically they've taken they've basically yeah. created this backstory and, and it's I, quite good i had to laugh about this yeah. right because for me um and stop me if I'm wrong. Yeah. But this is very much, and not quite, and I appreciate there are subtle subtle things that change, but they have almost, almost have that Indiana Jones problem whereby if they weren't in the story, does the story change? Like, probably not. No. Like, a couple of the, the Grecians are, are alive later in the story and maybe could change things. Yeah. But essentially their roles is completely what Are you, are you like, talking useless. about, who are you talking about? The, the crows. No, and you get that feeling. You yeah. get you. That's the only thing that kind of pulls you out of it is that they're kind of just there to be there because they have to be there later. Because they have to be uh, there yeah, later. And, and I guess I, you, I would say like other shows have sh- shown us that in this genre, you don't have to do that all in one season. Yeah. You can have these mini arcs that you follow these people and if it's character driven, people will pay, they'll watch and then have them meet Alina and at whatever later because it, it does feel a bit contrived having it all weave in and out the way it does. Now, this could easily be a Netflix problem. So yeah. Netflix has a reputation for doing three seasons of a show, really like getting the most out of it and then canceling after three seasons. Yeah. So perhaps the writers showrunners here feel that they need to get as much into the first one, two, three seasons as they can. Perhaps. Yeah. Without stretching out too perhaps. much. Because I mean, that that's, I mean, if that's always looming over your head, you're going to want to try and get as much no, as it possible. Makes, right? It makes sense. Particularly if you're the showrunner is the guy who wrote, I don't know if he is or not, or how, how that, whoever sold the rights to who that, that stuff all plays in. So this gets a 7.9 on IMDb. IGN gave it an eight. Which I'm... I was pretty surprised. Baffled by. Yeah, I was surprised. I, did, did, we, did I miss something? No. So how about this? I'm not going to go top three, top bottom three. I have but top three. But I will want. say what yeah. I like. Yeah, okay. And and then we can kind of... But like... Because no, I don't think... I think this is a solid six, five, seven. Six. Yeah, I mean... Well, it, we, don't, it's, we, it's, we don't We don't. work with these on our show. It's, it's we solid. Don't work with it's this. bang on Aquaman. Let, <laughs> yes. It's, it's is on this the, better or worse than line. Aquaman? It is, it is literally the line. This is, this is one of the first times I'm ever going to be able to say that I think this was worse than Aquaman. I think it was If not, similar. I think we can add another... Uh, we can add another title Leia. to this list. Just, just an Aquaman. Bang on Aquaman, Shadow and Bone. It was like, just an Aquaman. It was just an Aquaman. That's what it was. <laughs> and I was more intrigued by it because I like the concept of like a high fantasy set in a Western setting. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Then I like a fish god, but... Um, <laughs> <laughs> but it was like, if I'm being objective, a pretty, a pretty like bang average show. Um, that's what he is isn't he like he's like the king of the starfish dude oh you killed me that's anyway, great i love it, I love uh, it. yeah so <laughs> what i like about shadow and we'll try, try and fit it into three see if yeah, we can fit it into three. I, I, yeah i just wrote the a western down. setting so i like the concept of the fold 
to yes. me to me it's unique in how it affects like the literal geographic mm-hmm. landscape mm-hmm. but also the political landscape so for more context right so the fold what well, yeah. the fold is it's essentially like a magical cloud let's be perfectly honest it's like a like it's a, almost like a like inner a dimension it's an abyss that's like acts as like an inner dimension which is essentially of. across the center of this land yeah and covers north to south and it splits it down the middle effectively splits ravka down and that what well, that's started is all these wars and factions between different sides and part of the story within this is um you finding out how it became to be how the now, fall was created yeah and and I mean, we're doing spoilers anyway, right? So Ben yeah, Barnes' yeah, character. Yeah, jump in it. And if you remember, I remember like a couple of weeks ago, we were talking about this and I said, Ben Barnes is going to have the classic bad guy twi- turn. It's oh. it's so obvious. Yeah, it was, it was, and it was there just were times, literally all in black. Oh, <laughs> and th- there were times when I was sat there going like in my head being like, dun, 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 because it was so obvious what was going to happen. To me, yeah, to me it is like, not only is it so obvious, it's so obvious they're going to give him the Kylo Ren treatment. Like he's going to come back as well. That's, that's the like, twist at the end. So that's the obvious. twist we were talking about at the top. Um, no, he, I mean like come back as being like good. I think they're gonna try and no, play this card where no, he's I don't. where they try and bring him back to being good. Who's the bad guy then? Well, we'll see. It's a big so my yeah. So essentially, what they he, do he's is the bad guy for the majority of the story and still come back to being good. Uh, yeah, he's been a bad guy for centuries. What essentially happens is they cram into one episode basically his entire backstory. His entire backstory, which. Yeah. That would have been better as like I a third that. subplot. I hate that. I'd, I'd rather you just do flashbacks. Where I, I prefer that we slowly learn more about him the as, as you way. go. Yeah, it, honestly. But that I think if you're going to do flashbacks, that's the only way to do it. That has problems in itself though. It does, but if you're going to do flashbacks, that's the way to do it. This sure. whole like, we're going to just give you one episode download. Sure. A, it just jerks you out of the total yeah, like yeah, momentum of a story and it, and he and, looked and the thing was like like i mean they just expo- gave him a brain they, expl- they explain it they explain <laughs> it by saying that you know he's lived for centuries and he doesn't he doesn't age but all they did was they just gave him a shave <laughs> and, a, and a braid and a weird little braid <laughs> he was so weird yeah a little braid anyway so you so, like the so fold. i like the concept of the fold in the fact that a it's like this geo geographic issue right because yeah. It splits the country in a really unfortunate way, whereby the only way to get around it now is to go up through an enemy's territory yes. into the mountains in the north and through the south. I'll go back through. I'll go through the fold, or go through which the fold, is so essentially full like, of these yeah, monsters. It's full of like demons. Let's just say whatever you want to call them. Anyway, it's not something you want to do. In essence, long story short. Um, and so it really like you, you die. Could, you could see these. This country's like well, fuck. <laughs> yeah, we're kind of well, we're kind of fucked here because the people in the north want to kill them for being Grisha, and we don't really know what's happening with the, with the people in the south. But uh, they don't like them either. We so, don't. We don't see a lot more outside of that, no, do we? No, and I guess so. It's unique that it drives this political plot, which is like, hey, how do we unite this country? It's also drives this like more meta, uh, this more xenophobic plot, which is like you can kind of understand why some of these people are like, fuck the Grisha. If like the Grisha created this thing that could take over this Mm -hmm. dimension that Mm -hmm. could take over their world. Um, and then you, you kind of understand, you know, um, how it, it powers the fantasy element that propels the story. So one of my real key problems with this show was the explanation of where things were, in relation to the fold mm-hmm. and the relations between the different areas. So like the, like for example, you just mentioned to the north, there's yeah. a, there's a, a, a group the of people. There's a group of people who hate the, the people who live to the south of them. Yes. Fair enough. But 
that I didn't, that wasn't explained well enough in the show. That was, and I realized, it was a I realized line. long after it was like yeah. a passing line, like it was a, a one thing. Line. And I sat there for a lot of the show being like, I don't, I don't get this. And uh, they don't explain why, really why they hate them. They build it, they build on it. Yeah, sure. But they don't, they build on why they hate them, but they don't build on like the significance that I just talked to about the, no. geo, like that, they kind of fuck that up. And I also think I that, that like really how much of that though is like, if you're going into a fantasy show, you kind of like, I try to think back when I watch Game of Thrones, I'm like, did I know this stuff? Like that I Googled stuff. Cause I was like, intrigued uh-huh. to uh-huh. the show just didn't intrigue most people enough to google it i think it definitely intrigued i think me. that's the part like that's the difference and i you you know you said to me you looked yeah. at the map the other week yeah. I, I looked at the map and i looked at it and went that's a map and it didn't help me at all it didn't help me understand i don't care well no i don't care it didn't help me understand I, I, it helped me so i'll counter you there and it helped okay. me understand because i was like okay the bad guys are in the north if they want to cross the country they have to go through their bad guys yeah, that they don't okay. like they want to go south there's some other people they don't like. They didn't really touch on that. They didn't that. like a lot of people. They didn't touch on that. Right. Well, what's your third, third thing so, you liked about uh, this? I mean, other than the uh, the setting, which I talked about yep. already, and sorry, my iPad timed out. Um, the other thing I was kind of enjoyed was the, just in general, I like the little palace, but wish that would have been developed much more. Like that could have been Do a whole, you? I liked yeah. the idea of like this anti Hogwarts. Like it was more like, I liked the potential of it. Sure. Like this could have been a cool thing where it's like you, you Stockholm syndrome, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. you're actually enjoying like learning this new stuff thing about yourself as the yeah. main character. So she, she gets taken to like Hogwarts, but she's kind of almost a prisoner there. Yeah. So for context, yeah. uh, Alina, the main character gets picked up by who we find out later is the bad guy, Ben Barnes. His name is escaping me in the show. I don't remember. General Kirigan. to learn about her powers. Yes, to learn about her powers. But what it is, is it's exactly as DL said. He is a, She's essentially a prisoner without realizing it to begin with. Yeah. Uh, and he's manipulating her to get what he wants. So what he wants is to fuse her with some legendary... He wants to basically capture her power. And he, there's a bunch of... He basically wants to link his power to yeah. her power so he can So he can her. control her. There's a bunch of weird fantasy elements yes. that they, and lore they get into and how they do that. I didn't mind Which that cool. ending. The Which, ending where... Yeah. The ending part where he was using her power to con- so he could control the the fold. Yeah. So he could destroy the parts of the world. That was a really interesting turn. Well, understand his motivation as well, like because of his backstory. So like yeah, I yeah. do, I do think that there are certain things. That, but as back to the little palace, like I don't think it was executed well in the show. No, I think that it could have been, and that's. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, so I guess I don't know if it's like something I like, but it's something I, I acknowledge was like, oh, almost a missed opportunity. Yeah. Because I feel like there were so many different individual motivations and backstories that they could have dug into on secondary characters to give us more of a context of like, because it's not like they're all just vehemently following yeah, yeah. this guy who's bad like yeah. there's obviously some gray there and they didn't touch on the gray and there's one yeah, they do a lot of interesting character stuff in very small bursts in that palace so for example yeah. there's one there's one character who just really dislikes alina and you're like i don't understand why yeah but her family is from the other race that hates alina's race but we don't know why and and it's like i think that could have been really interesting that was a really good like take on it like yeah even though she's the chosen one this chick still hates her but we like there's, there's no reason why they hate each other. Yeah, there's exactly. no reason why those these cultures hate each other. Yeah, Maybe so, that's because they're gonna get into it later. But you got to hint at that stuff. Doesn't doesn't you got to give me more? And then so, I, I enjoyed the first scene of them crossing the full with the high screw. That was a, a big highlight. That was kind of fun. I laughed at that. That was kind of fun. So those are my kind of good. So the things the three th- my three favorite best whatever you want to yeah. call them, uh, just Je- Jasper. Jasper. He was great. He was great fun. Yeah. He like 
he did for me toe the line between being too campy at times. There were times where he went there too far. There were times when I was a bit, yeah. mm, I'm not sure, but a lot of it when he was just, you know, almost freestyling. I feel like there's times in it where he wasn't reading the script. He was just playing the yeah, character. He had good bands. Let's, let's. I feel like the, the people playing bands. it looked like they were hamming the shit out of it. They yeah. looked like they're having a good time. Yeah. So like when he was just enjoying himself, I thought he was like a really fun character. Yeah. Uh, you said the fold, the concept of it, I find really interesting. The, the demons, whatever they are in there, they were fun. I liked them. They were kind of like um, gargoyly. Yeah. They, they had some interesting inspirations. I liked them. Yeah. And, um, but also sort of on that, I think the tension they built was really good as well. It's like when they were going through default, they obviously did a bunch of trips through, but yeah. especially the first time, yeah. the te- like the way they built that tension and you didn't, I mean, they did give it away pretty early on what the monsters looked like, but until that point, they built that tension real well. And you were like, Oh, I actually quite like that. Yeah, I agree. I think they went through the fold too many times. They almost devalued the like, the scariness of it yeah by the maybe. end that's one thing i didn't like i have that written down sorry they could have done the thing i mean the thing i would have loved is uh, in the very first seasons of game of thrones why do we keep talking about this? I, we apologize well, well, that we we're talking about a it. fantasy thing and we're comparing it to what good yeah. fantasy is so you kind of well, have to yeah. ironically this is due to budget limitations so you know yeah. in the first season of game of thrones Tyrion is meant to be in a big battle but he gets knocked out yeah, in the first, yeah the very first minute of it that could have worked for this so you didn't actually see what the monsters were if you could yeah. have had like fair the, the the scene where Mal uh, is about to be taken away and Alina saves him. Yeah. That could have been a, that type of moment where you yeah. know something's saving him, but you're not sure what. Yeah, yeah. And that would have been phenomenal because you. Did, I thought the intrigue around those monsters was like something that was, I was like, I was intrigued by them. I well, was like, the what's going on? about the fold in general too. Yes. Yeah. yes, yes, I, yes, yes I agree yes. with that. So three worst. Go on, hit me with your three worst. Uh, I don't have them written down, but I can tell you <laughs> off the top of my head. The two main characters... Mal yep. and her, they just stink. Yep. They just suck. Not good. Um, and then yeah, I also didn't like how they like treated the fold. By the end of it, I was like, this isn't that scary. Like, no. They just keep going through. It's not a big deal. Um <laughs> All right, Matthew McConaughey. You know, just, that's not a big deal. <laughs> not man. a big deal. Big uh, pot of gumbo. This is just this is normal life, bro. Mm-hmm. And we we just go through the fold. <laughs> the fold. <laughs> The fold don't go through us. Fold we go down, through the fold. Fold don't go through us. <laughs> um, yeah, go on. And I don't know what else to like. Most things I didn't like. There was a lot of overacting. Yes, um, great. Yeah, like everything that I didn't say, like that I liked, I, I t- didn't I t- like. T- I, I, I put <laughs> the acting. Some yeah. of it really took me out of the immersion of it. For sure, like, for sure. Especially like I, I started actually liking the scene with like the the chick and the guy and i still like the actress now that's one we didn't I, mention i was gonna yeah. come back to this at the yeah very I, end. I started like it but by the end i hated them what happened i don't know in that story nothing nothing but like it's i mean you get it it's the wildling story it's the john snow and the that's what it is that had meaning for the whole plot though this doesn't agreed but like <laughs> <laughs> it definitely wow. dro- it, it drove the plot for sure and well you you don't know though that yet because if you just watch the season two yeah or whatever it was season three of game of thrones you don't know that's going to drive the whole plot until later you don't but like, I, like I anticipate this built. will i anticipate this will do something down the line I'd hope it's so. just the, yeah look the character some of the action took me out it really took me out of the immersion some of the cgi the cgi was terrible with the light there was terrible. the light one was bad but terrible. the what the, the main offender for me for this and it, it actually cringed was the bit when ben barnes's character general kurrigan uh, created the fold and it all came out of his back yeah. and it was 
It was yeah. He sounded like Yoda for some reason. He made a really weird noise. That's <laughs> why I'm doing that. He's like, it was. <laughs> it was just odd. I agree. I did like when he kills people with these like knifey fold things. That's that cool. was pretty sick. Yeah, and it, and like one of them gets deflected. I feel like, like subtlety yeah. needed to be. Well, every used time more they went the big, show. it yeah. was kind of bad. Exactly. Yeah. That could have been another case of what we were just talking about, right? If he just snaps, all of a sudden everything goes dark and the folds there. Yeah. Less is more sometimes. Yeah. For sure. I didn't need to see the fold coming out of his back for no apparent reason. This has made me dislike that actor. And I really like that fucking actor. I still like him. I don't Um, think he's as bad in this as you make him out to be. I think the the writing wasn't kind I think he just really hams it up. He just hams the shit out of it. Okay. My third and final bad one was the character motivations. Like, like, I, I literally wrote down, how do you make Ben Barnes dull? Like, how do you do it? Like, there's just... The, the writing's bad, like, ah, it frustrates me. Yeah. I think the I think if you got it more piecemeal throughout, yeah, you'd understand. And, like, it, it kind of, like, aggregated to this reveal of, like, he's the one that created it. And you didn't really yep, agree. Like, and you didn't know, like, you were seeing the past, but you didn't know how far back it was. Right? Like, and you didn't know. Yeah. I, and what I'm talking about is the, the, the black heretic. You find yeah. out that it's the same guy. If we were seeing his past, thinking it was the recent past, and it's actually like a Westworld twist where it's actually the far back past. Yeah, sure. That would have been more interesting to me because we got it all in a download. You're not really bought into his backstory. Or just, yeah, or just give it in a different way. Like, yeah. memories can be deceiving. We've talked about it so many times. Like, yeah. just have it as a different person. And then the twist is that it was him all along. Like, yeah. Like, I don't give a fuck how you do it. Or like, like, ta- like you basically where you identify with Grisha in general and being persecuted. If they'd have built yeah. him as a likable, relatable character before they gave you the twist, yeah. it would have been shocking. Yeah. But because was he so was early. dressed all in and black, all in black. <laughs> he was the he was yeah. all, he was the general, yeah. and it was like he was basically fucking Darth Vader. I was like, yeah, just yeah. give him the the breathing Great. thing, and yeah. So, what do you think about themes for this one? Uh, I wrote down for this, uh, and I, honest to God, I gave up when I was writing this. I just wrote down, pick a young, uh, a young adult fiction book and paste. Yeah, like, I mean, it's fair. It's, I think there's, what do you a, think the I think are? there's like persecution leads to extremism. Sure. Um, and the, like the best way to create more extremists is by adopting like an exclusionary mindset. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah science fair. versus magic and fearing like what we don't understand. Like they kind of yep. touch on that stuff. Like is something science? Or like is something magic or is it just science we don't understand? Like a lot of this stuff is yeah, magic, sure. but they do touch on like, hey, a lot of people fear what they don't understand. And that's what's causing this uh, persecution. Yeah, but the risk. I think yeah. those are the two. You know what? Ones. And those are fantastic themes I would have loved to have seen explored in this show. <laughs> <laughs> they touched on them for they sure. Did. They did. They didn't I'm, do a I'm, great job. I'm, I'm being them. a bit facetious. Yeah. Like this wasn't bad. It was entertaining. Um, it was it was fresh. It was different. Um, it had a lot of tropes. It did. I Sorry, just, moving. I just didn't get into it the way I thought I was going to. No, it's fair. I, I was into it in the sense that I wanted to see how it ended the whole time. So, mm. so it's doing something right for me, but mm. there's a lot that it could have done better. By I think so after the episode, and I think the episode six was the one where you found out General Kerrigan's past, where you yeah. found out how he created the the fold. I think after that episode, I was just trying to finish it. Uh, yeah, so I was more intrigued when you find out General Kirigan, he was the villain, yes. which we already knew. But that episode, I was like, all right, I'm, I'm down. Let's like, finally something's happening. 
Um, anyway. yeah, I think I, I think I was at the point where I was like, I just want to finish this now. Like I didn't I didn't want to get to episode six and not finish it. Yeah, no, that's fair. Should we should we move on? Let's 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 do that. So the second so, the yeah. second show. Oh, was, you said it was it was an Aquaman, right? And it's I said bang it, on I, bang on Aquaman. And I said yeah. it's a worse than Aquaman. You did okay. So that's as, that's as much as you're gonna get from us. <laughs> yeah, that's the so end. The, the second show we have powered through this uh, this last couple of weeks is Jupiter's Legacy. Now, do you want to start with a little overview of it, or do you want to jump into your stupid overview? Uh, okay, I could start with the overview. Yeah. Actually, I maybe you should. So I had a good overview for the last one. Maybe you try the overview. Okay, mine's, and I'll fill you in. Mine's a little longer and maybe goes a bit too deep, but I remember writing it and thought I quite. Like, it was sort of just the thoughts I had while yeah, it was yeah, going Yeah, fair on. enough. Okay, so, uh, aging Superman struggles with the realization he's irrelevant, while the more interesting story of how he became relevant plays out side by side. In the past, join a ragtag group of 1920 stereotypes as they <laughs> struggle through the trials of Kongskuk Skull Island to become the heroes we deserve, uh, with no real threat to life as we see them predominantly well and alive in the future. Where... Bratty kids take for granted what yeah. Kong, Skull, Kong Skull Island led our OG heroes to while we realized 1920s sensibilities might just not be relevant for today's society. Yeah, fair. So, so it's less stupid, more of like a... No, I actually thought you were going to do a normal overview. That's why I was at, <laughs> But I have my stupid overview ready. Please. Um, Indiana Jones becomes Superman. <laughs> Mary's middle-aged Rachel McAdams and births 2016 Miley Cyrus and a boring Superman son. <laughs> They debate whether or not to reform gun laws, and Uncle Scar from The Lion King plots a coup. <laughs> a coup. <laughs> I think it was a good one. That's, probably, that's, one that's, that's probably one of your better ones. Yeah, I'll give you that. Ones. That's fantastic. Uh, I really appreciate that. So yeah. Jupiter's Legacy, long story short, is based on the work of Mark Millar and Frank Wiley. So this is a comic book property, um, obviously right in our wheelhouse. Wonderful. Uh, and it's one of the properties uh, of the Miller world, as they're calling it, that Netflix bought. So Netflix bought like a bunch of Mark Miller's works. Mm -hmm. So a bunch of them have already been done before. So just for context, he's worked on things like uh, the Fanta uh, Ultimate Fantastic Four, Civil War. He did Kingsman. He did Wanted. He did Superior. He did Kick-Ass. So like you get the vibe of what it's sort of like kind of hyper-realistic Lots of violence. Yeah. Um, especially in things like Kingsman and, and Kick-Ass. I never saw Kick-Ass, but I saw Kingsman. Right, right, right. So Kick-Ass is actually... I like the first Kick-Ass movie. It's good. Mm -hmm. um, it's actually... Yeah, it's a good one. Um, but the, I think the key reason why Netflix is so, is so excited to take his works on is that he doesn't kick up a fuss if they change a bunch of the shit in there. Mm. Like... A bunch of this program has been changed from the source material. Got it. Um, it, it I I would probably say for the better in some okay. respects. We can touch on a couple of those bits as we go through, but there are also a bunch of extra issues to this. So this could go on for a number of series. It makes sense that it could. There's a. I mean, to be fair, we there's a lot to explore, and I would yeah. say, like you know, having now talked about Shadow and Bone and getting into this one, yeah, I like this one more. Mm. We were we were debating mm -hmm. what we which one we liked more. Yeah. Before and I was like, oh, no, no, I think I like this one more. So, yes and no. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yes, I agree and, and no. Yeah. Okay. So, I think for me, this is a really tough one because mm -hmm. Netflix have clearly released this, being like, there is a massive craze of superheroes right now. We need something that can fit in with that. For sure. We yeah. have this ready to go. It's let's totally do it. like let's uh, let's supply with the the world is like but that's right now. really problematic in the fact we have just had released some of the best superhero tv 
probably ever. You look at the boys. Oh, it doesn't compare to the boys. The boys is just a completely different beast. You look at Falcon the Winter Soldier. We we made fun of it, even though we really like it. Infinitely better than this show. You reckon? Infinitely. You reckon? You, as soon as you get around to watching Invincible, even though I know it's... I, I'm, I'm you're not debating think, that Invincible is better. I, I don't know that Falcon and the Winter Soldier is that much better than this. I... It's, uh, it's not even that much. So the okay, boys sorry. is funny. Sorry, sorry. The let, boys let, is funny. Let me go. Let me go back. In uh, at least in terms of production value, Falcon the Winter Soldier is infinitely better than this will ever be. This oh. was re- this was almost like we were going back like twenty years. Like some of the shit that happened in this. Like we'll get we'll get into it. I just thought I. So some I don't of the production fully, values. So I'm excited great. to get into it because I don't fully agree with that. I think this was probably more enjoyable for me than falcon and the winter soldier okay, only interesting but like there were parts of falcon and the winter soldier i liked more but to be honest as like a as a narrative that kept me like wanting more mm. like i was mm. down to watch falcon and the winter soldier every week this one i did burn through a few of them in a row because i was like fuck i want to know what the fuck this mystery you, you there was a mystery you were also high there was a mystery <laughs> i was there was a mystery <laughs> element though there was okay so what was the plot then because let's Let's dig a little bit into it. What, what what was going on in this? I mean, in essence, you follow two timelines. Yes. Um, and you, they are pretty much uh, beat for beat, like climax at the same time. Yeah, yeah. So it's not like you're- it never you're, happens in real life. <laughs> no, not generally. <laughs> not, not unless you're doing something right. Once uh, a blue moon for me, mate. It's a bit of blue for the dads. So um, go on. In essence, that you're following like the the story set in like the 20s pre depression yes. of all the ma- yes, yes, of yes, all yes. the older generation superheroes that you are following in the more up to date timeline how they got their powers and yes. where where they started from agreed and um you you watch them kind of episode by episode climaxing at the eighth episode is it eight episodes yes uh and how they got it and the and basically how they uh what they look like as superheroes back mm. in the 20s or 30s mm-hmm. or whatever mm. it is and then you're also watching these same people much older with their kids yeah. uh, beat by beat kind of dealing with the passing of the guard and the changing of, I guess, modern society to the or ideals that they once to struggling to change to, to them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To the ideals that were once accepted by superiors now being questioned. Yes. Um, by both, you know, the world and also their kids. Yes. And you kind of watch uh, their kids growing up um, alongside them. Um, so age. Yeah, that that's a pretty succinct yeah. way of looking at it. And it's interesting because the two stories kind of parallel each other in different ways. So in the past, in the 20s, essentially you start at rock bottom yeah. and they get to the point of having superpowers where in the future they're obviously all superpowered and it's gradually declining yeah. in terms of that is a good in terms point. of the world relations. It's kind of like a dichotomy. They're juxtaposed. They yeah. really are. That, yeah. I find that, that really interesting in this. And what it is is it's essentially you've got this group of six original superheroes who are the ones who went to the island uh, and became super superheroes and they became this original and we just call them the fucking justice league yeah. that's kind of what they were uh what but they, they all there actually superpowers. is a name for it the yeah, union the like union the, justice, the union yeah that's it the union yeah. um and honestly it was really interesting for me when i started watching this show I was most interested in the future stuff i was like oh this conflict's really interesting i like what they're doing with it and I was like, the stuff in the past, I was like, this sucks. Like, what am I watching? But as the tension built in the past and his psychosis I grew, kind of, yeah, I was the same way. I was way more interested in the yeah. past stuff. But like I said in my stupid overview, right? I was watching the past stuff and I was like, there is, there's no stakes here. 
We like, know that, yeah. We, they're all alive and fine in the future. So, so I disagree with the there's no stakes there. I mean, maybe there is no stakes. You're right. Like, I, I know they're not. You're right. You knew they weren't going to die. Yeah. Um, but you also didn't know that for everyone because we actually hadn't met every single future person, I think, that was represented. You hadn't. In, in the backstory. But almost exclusively all of them were spoken about in the present tense. Like at, at, some at point. times, that's fair. Yeah. And so but the only me, one who wasn't was the doctor guy. Yeah. So you know they yeah. fished the doctor guy out of yeah, there. That's the guy that wasn't. So where was he? They they they've left that out. Okay. So it's obviously gonna come up in the future. But I, I guess my point being, um, I don't think that was the point of it. I think the point of it was like you're you're now you're getting a little bit of insight into like these people that we've yeah. seen for the first few episodes yeah. and how they are and the, what they're struggling with who they were before yeah, and maybe what kind of influenced them to become this yep. way. And also like some of them where they, you, you'd heard about them. Yes. Like Star yes. Fox or whatever his dumb name yeah. is. I, he was the best character. I agree. I agree. By so you, you've heard about him as this villain and then you're like, well, that doesn't quite add yeah, up yeah, yeah, because yeah, yeah. this guy seems pretty likable and actually smart and maybe, yeah, a yeah. bit cocky, but like intelligent and, and smart. Like, so yes. I don't know if I agree with, and so you're, it's kind of cool that you're like questioning yeah. their interpretation in the future as you get his past. Yes, so I, one, I like that. Yeah, the one thing I touched on at the beginning was um, essentially they're struggling with the relevancy of of themselves as superheroes. Yeah, and they, what they have is they have this code, right? Yes. So the original six superheroes, when they got their powers, they created this code. Now the interesting thing is in the future, at the very first episode of the show. We see the code broken. So the code is quite simply, we don't uh, involve ourselves in world affairs, we don't lead, and we, we don't, don't kill. kill. Pretty much that's it in, in, in a nutshell. Uh, and at the beginning of the show, in the future, you see that happen. Uh, but at the end of the show, in the past, you see them create that code. So the whole- Which was so fucking in your face. It was nonsense. It but... was so like unambiguous. It's no, like it they made... didn't need to include that scene. We it know the code point. was made and we know what it is. It Why are you showing me the scene where he goes- Oh, well, we can't kill anyone, guys, because <laughs> guess what? We have to be the future. I'm like, I heard this speech, bro, yeah. in the future. I know what it is. I don't need to see it be made. But it, it shows, but it does show them when they're all, uh, you know, young and fresh faced and they're all like, yeah, great. No, it does. It didn't need to. I got, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. And there's, there's a lot of interesting stuff with the character work in this, actually. Um, For sure. Because when you, when you first meet uh, old mate's wife, what's the, fuck, I forgot his name. Um, uh uh, 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 Lady Liberty. Yes. When you yeah. first meet Lady Liberty before she becomes a superhero, she's like this spunky reporter who's really like yeah. hard nose and doesn't take yeah. no shit from no man. Yeah. And then as soon as they get the powers, she just falls into line. And you can see what's really fun is in the future. Fuck, it's really hard to talk about this. In the future, that's crumbling. Even even if she was trying to hold on to it just for, for the sake of like the utopian, the main superhero, yeah. it was crumbling. And God, could you have more of a worse Jesus fucking like reference than this guy? It's so, but even the beard and hair, Christ. He's, I, I, I'm of two minds with him. I think he puts on a great show acting with the psychosis and stuff. Like I, I thought that was really the well done. The past stuff was good. And then I'm like at the end, but then he just wears on you. Uh, and maybe that's mm. the point. Yeah. Because can you imagine having that as your dad? Oh, oh awful. God. Like, awful. So, so maybe really that is preaching. part of the point, right? Yeah, sure. Um, but 
I agree. It's also interesting. Like there's, she's changes a lot, like from the past, even to like the one we know before she starts to break, like yep. yeah, she's yeah. much more like compliant and like, yeah. and so I'm wondering, are we going to see more that she's how shows us how she becomes that like really great wife who just says yes to everything. Cause it doesn't really add up. So um, I, I've read ahead a little bit of the comic. Yes. Yeah. So I know what's going to happen in the, if this gets renewed for, for future series, mm-hmm. um, it's going to be fun. I'm not going to tell you, I don't want to okay. ruin it for you. But it's not what you expect. Okay. The the way this the the comic goes and the way this show if it follows the way the show goes is wild. Like okay. it's nothing like what you'd expect, which is cool. Um, so what the 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 main the main part the main thing that happens in the show is in the as they go f- between the past and the future. There's the six six heroes. Um, we don't know what happens to one of them, as I mentioned. Uh, there's a doctor dude. Uh, he falls off the grid. The main character, Utopian's best friend, Skyfox, I think Sky he's Fox called. Skyfox becomes Sky... their ultimate villain. Skyfox somehow becomes an ultimate villain. Yeah. We don't see how. Yeah. Uh, in the comics, it's fleshed out a little bit. Maybe we'll get more on that in the, the future episodes. Um, uh, Utopia, there, there's a, uh, I forgot what the, the black guy's called. He's called like Fire. Uh, Star, Starlight. Star- <laughs> something like that, though. <laughs> he's paralyzed and you don't see how or, or when or why. Yeah. Um, the, the brother... The main character, but we're doing really bad with these names. I never learned these names in the first place. So. I, I know what you're talking about. Sheldon's me, the main guy. Pull, Sheldon's the main guy. I'll pull up IMDb. <laughs> Walt. Walt. Yeah. Walt, who is the main character's brother. Uh, he Mind control. He has like mind control powers. Yeah. You have Lady Liberty and then you have, as, as I mentioned, Sheldon. So what it is, is it's this essentially breakdown of their friendship and union together yeah. to get to the point where we're at where they've all got kids and they're all very separate from each other they're still working together mm-hmm. but it's almost like they don't want to fuck i forgot sheldon was in so much shit anyway so and one of the problems with this show for me is the the main character sheldon who is yeah what's, what's his superhero name again i've said it like the four utopian times. the utopian he is the dude from transformers and I is could not stop yeah, seeing I, him i saw his face and i couldn't figure it out oh my but he's God. much older he yeah. is much older. He's yeah. filled out a lot, but yeah. I could not stop seeing Transformers guy. Yeah, and and uh, Lady Liberty is just the chick who Tony Stark hooks up with in the first Iron Man film. Is she? She's the reporter from the very beginning, and I that's all I could see yeah, the whole you, thing. You, that would tweak um, you. So interestingly, how how good looking is Star Star Fox or whatever? I was like, man, this guy. How has he not been in more shit? He's a good actor this? too. The the Matt Linter, the the main bad guy, or the bad guy that becomes a bad guy. You think he's good looking? I thought, I, well, I was just like, this guy's a good, like, I, he's a good actor. No, no, no. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah okay. Uh, his best friend. Yeah, the best I friend. was like, he's a good looking dude. He's a, uh, so I had a bit of a man crush and I was like. He is a good looking dude. I was like, he's also a pretty good actor. Like, why isn't he in more shit? So one of the, my problems with this show in general, yeah. and like, we talked a lot about problems with Shadow and Bone is they, the, the, for the future scenes, they caked these people, caked them in old person makeup. <laughs> And it was bad, like just real bad. Like, I don't know, like if it was a budgetary thing. I don't remember that. I mean, I know that the, I know the main guy. Yes. Oh, and so what, what I didn't realize, what I saw was like the, the lady Liberty looked like younger. She did. I was like, just what? Silver this hair. doesn't make any sense. It was madness. <laughs> um, we'll talk about the kids in just a moment, but let's just quickly touch on the, the fight scenes. Right. So yeah. the, weren't a lot of fight scenes the first one was pretty cool there was one fight scene in the first episode where the code's broken so we're obviously in spoilers where uh the utopian's son murders a bad guy yeah so (laughs) it it gives you this moral dilemma of this 
bad guy, Black Star, who turns out to be a clone. Yeah. He is yeah. about to murder basically he, this kid's whole family yeah. in front of him. He's and already murdered him, two of his and friends. And probably him as well. He's already murdered two of yeah. his friends. And, and yeah. the, the, the sort of like dichotomy, the dichotomy, the challenge there is, it's like, do you kill this guy and save everyone? Or do you not kill him and he kills all your friends? Yeah. And who, who the friends are superheroes that are also fighting. Yes, yeah. correct. Yeah. Now in the story, he obviously kills black star, the bad guy. And, the problem with that is that it breaks the code, which yeah. has been running through them all. But then the code obviously doesn't allow for shades of gray. And now in 2021, there are so many shades of gray. Like you look at any part of life, nothing is black and white anymore. Surely. And look, that's I, the main conflict of the future. And, and I like that as a conflict. Like I, I think like there, it, there is something to be said about it. And I don't yeah, know that they, I don't know that they tell you what to think here at all i don't think that like i think that they eventually should give a message that like through through the theme i don't think they've done that i think they've kind mm. of just pointed up the two sides at this point yeah um by the end of the third season but like they're asking the questions right is violent escalation the only answer yeah right it has often tones and tones and themes yeah yeah, yeah. Okay. It, it, so, well i guess do we want to get into that i can i can save it well i was going to say right we let, let's talk because that very, is a, that, that, what you just pointed to is like the crux of the tones yeah things. absolutely okay let's talk very very quickly about the kids and then we'll okay. jump into that so the kids are the future generation of superheroes and the two of the main ones you follow are the utopian and lady they're Liberty's kind of the worst they're kind of the worst part of the show i think they're, well he's a really bad actor but i yeah. actually really liked her i thought she was fun i just mean that they're like she's no she was good but i just think that their story because they don't get the benefit of like the whole backstory thing yeah like they're kind of shifted to the side i thought the most intriguing one was uh apparently sky fox's yes i was gonna the say product exactly of some that. uh mixed race loving yep uh because i was like that's his son they don't look anything alike. <laughs> <laughs> but um he's uh I, I liked him a lot yes no i completely agree uh, hux or something yeah hutch hutch he was a really interesting character because it it appears that he doesn't have any like powers of his own but has this crazy like one stick thing that That's can like teleport he, it anywhere. almost feels like he's like an inventor well you know? he well he doesn't invent that yes he does he is well, inventing know, a thing he looks in, like in, he's an inventor. in the comics ah. basically what happens is um so you see in the in the past that the the doctor guy has has yes, that stick. yes yes and what but apparently what happens in the comics is uh the son Hutch says to his says to his dad, he's like, I I prefer that hero. So his his dad creates that stick for him so he can have some semblance okay. of the powers. Okay. But it seems like it's just gonna be passed down to him okay. via anyway. So that, you don't know what happened to the doctor guy. So he I, could die. I actually think that he's the reason he's interesting is because we don't really know where he stands. True. So he's intriguing and he's also a good actor. The guy he is good. Yeah. He is good. He's and good. I like him playing off with the daughter because she's a complete fuck up. Yeah. She's and the like you you liked her, but God, they kind of went overboard. I'm like, you are just fucking. That's, but that's what I liked. I liked when they went. I was like, you're fucking useless. Throwing the Lamborghini. It's like you're just a little When brat. they went headfirst into that, yeah. I liked that. I thought it was showing like because she was obviously like she'd she'd hated her childhood. Yeah, for and sure. That's reflected in her like future self. For sure. Whereas Whereas the son, Brandon's the son, right? I'm yeah. going to forget his name. It is Brandon. Brandon. Yeah. The son, Brandon, is like completely dedicated to being uh, the next utopian. Like yep. he is like, this Like this is my life. And yep. they've just gone, it's and showing he's, the and separate he's bought paths. in. Yeah. And his issue isn't like, his issue isn't like I had a shitty childhood. His issue's like, 
Like I actually like the world has changed. Yes. Like we need to change. Like yeah. he he's not coming from it at like I have daddy issues. He's coming from no. it like I actually believe in the core concept of what you're saying, but like if we want to keep the core concept of it going, like you have to kind of adapt. Yes, a hundred percent agreed. So yeah. okay, let's do tones and themes super quick. What are your tones and or themes? Uh privilege yep. generally isn't good for humans. Very much so. Um, both mentally or for society. Yep. Um, and then but on the same token, and they do this a great they again, they they show both sides pretty clearly that both sides can be right when we look at like the code versus not the code yep. or you know, privilege versus yep. uh, you know, societal expectations but on the same token societal expectations are unfair and unrealistic yes. so both of those things are kind of juxtaposed but can be true right Great. privilege was not was not good for the daughter and and son but also like society expects them to be this thing that they're 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 humans they can't mm. be mm -hmm. um so those two things i think are really juxtaposed and then you have the idea of like principles are only principles if you follow them when they're hard i think i talked about that a few weeks back yeah you're right yeah good one. otherwise they're just convenient mm -hmm. you can't follow them when you when mm -hmm. you're when they're just convenient um so for me i was I, I the key one for me like the thing that ran through the whole show is like relevancy like yeah. how how are these people relevant and what is their relevancy to people mm. you know like are, like are they saving people and it's the whole like uh man of steel thing if you're a hero and you're in a city and you knock down 50 buildings killing 10, 10 million people are you a hero mm -hmm. and that's uh, uh, and like trying to stay relevant in like the modern age for these people who came from a different age is really interesting to me yeah um yeah right so is this and staying uh, relevant to the people they're trying to inspire too not even oh yeah like the people they want to replace them not yeah, even yeah, just the people they're supposed to be serving and is this is this better or worse than Aquaman 2018 I would say it's better. I think it's better, which is that's how I kind of decided I liked this more. Interesting. I was like, eh, it's not bang on. It's a bit better. Well, I was going to, this was my one. I was going to say, this is an Aquaman. But yeah. I think talking about it with you and especially remembering the 1920 stuff. Yeah, I think it's better. The 1920 stuff was cool because it was, but it was almost like intriguing because it felt like we were watching two different movies. Yes. So I was just like, what is, how are they going to tie this together? Yeah. And it's not, I'm not even confident they did a great job with that. Like no. I, I'd have to like think about it. <laughs> but, uh, like, but I was intrigued. Like I continued yeah, to really want to watch. Um, okay. So what are you three, but three best and three worst super fast? Uh, I like the concept of superheroes, kids inheriting their abilities and like mm. dynamic between like those that earned it and the conflicts and like, I guess, questions that arise from this reality of like, Hey, we earned this and everyone else had it passed on. Mm. It, it, it aligns to wealth. It aligns, like it aligns to like fame, mm. like, and, and like, earning fame and then having your kids have to deal mm. with it uh i just feel like all the things they're trying to say there there's a lot of parallels to life um huh. so i like that yeah um what else do i like uh i like just the questions it poses right is it like they they de i hope they eventually take a side because right now they haven't but i think it's like is it fair to judge someone by their hereditary legacy mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. and even if you look at like life like there's been studies showing that people like kids of criminals even if the, when they were taken away from their parents and had mm. no influence on them, tended to become criminals huh. more often than not. Really? And so like, I like how they're kind of looking at this concept of like, you're the son of the utopian. You have to be him. And like, they, they show both sides of that. Like, huh. um, what else? Uh, just the, the whole, there's a lot of relevance with the code. And I think like the U S government and like things do that we need to change that shouldn't like, Hey, the right to bear arms. Like, yeah. Uh, very different in the context of 2021 and oh, yeah. 
fucking 1776. Barons, so, like two yeah, barons? The two barons, like family like, guy. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I really like that. I think that it, it explores like, hey, you know, surely having something absolute is not congruent with reality, you know, where every action has con- context, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But at the same time, if you don't rally around some kind of absolute, like, I guess, guiding principle or truth, like we can also look at 2021 where, you know, with technology, everyone can have their own version of context. And mm-hmm. so then like if there's no oh, yeah. guiding, like it shows both sides. And Agreed. I like that about the show. Agreed. Yeah. I like it. Um, yeah, I kind of agree yeah. with all of those. Uh, for mine, I've just gone with, um, I, I'm, I put two and I've realized they're the same fucking thing. I put... The arc in the the arc in the twenties and the island, which are effectively the same thing. Yeah. The 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 whole island trial. Actually, you know what? No, they're not really because I really like the psychosis part of that part Sheldon. was fucking trippy. Yeah. Yeah. I like. He did that, a though. great job acting. He, yeah, considering he's just the Transformers dude, <laughs> that was really good. Uh, I liked them showing. Uh, sorry, let me get this one right. Showing how conflict would be part of every superhero journey. So like. These guys have been teammates forever, like for a hundred, like a hundred years. And it's like, you don't expect them to be best mates all day, every day. Like the conflict was already there. And that's kind of what brings the ending around. True. True. Uh, And they show like like both sides, like the beginning and the end. I like that you get both of those. Absolutely. And the difference, I I just, I just jotted down while we were talking there, the difference in paths that Chloe and Brandon took, it just shows exactly what you were talking about. Like you have the one who's desperate to like be his dad and the one that's desperate to be anything but, and you wonder which one's going to end up as the actual hero. I mean, I think we know. No, I th- I think it's going to be Chloe. I, I agree. Yeah. All right. I, I think see. they've set it up for her to like have an arc where Brandon. What is his arc? And I don't uh, know. Well, I so I think Brandon's easily manipulated. Manipulated. Totally. So yeah. I think he's going to manipulate into doing something he shouldn't be doing, and she's yeah. going to be the one who saves yeah. him. Basically. Um, really like the actor. This is just a a bad bonus one that plays Sky Fox. I'm intrigued to see that next season. That that's obviously what they're going to explore. Okay. Yeah. All right. So what are your bad ones? A joke would be nice. <laughs> Just one joke. It well, was very serious the whole time. A lot of it people, was like pretty intense. A lot of people hate on the MCU for being too witty and a making jokes at the wrong times. Nice. I quite liked the scenes when you had like uh, it's George and uh, George and Waltz. Right? That was like the only humor was them the, when they were together and yeah. they were like bouncing off each other. That was good fun. Yeah. But there wasn't much. Like, this was a very, like, intensely serious, like, idealistic show. It's like, I would have liked a few more jokes. Yep. Uh, What else did I not like? Again, I just thought, you're right, his Jesus Messiah haircut was a bit much. Jeez. Like, it's just so juxtaposed from, like, how he looks in the beginning (laughs) that you're like, how, what the fuck's going on here? Um, It's like the Easter thing all over again. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. Like, I didn't hate this show. The more I talk about it, I think I liked it a lot. Um, So I'm trying to think. Okay, right. well, I chucked I in. Like. I chucked in the pacing, right? So the first yeah. one for me is, it was all over the place. It was like that. So, so the stuff in the future, it, nothing was like nothing happened. It was like over the course of a couple of days. Whereas in the past, it was like everything happened, and it was crazy and kind intense. Of liked that though. I did. I, I think there could have been more done in the future to make it more yeah, relevant. Agreed. I think that's a fair criticism. That's what I mean. Yeah. I think the the characters in the future needed to be built more yeah. how they were yeah. at that point. I, so you could fair. juxtapose the two. Yeah, I think that's fair. Um, I also fucking, I'm remembering my third one. How sus was the uncle? It was so obvious he was oh, going to yeah. be sus the whole time. Just the worst. So obvious. Like, And he, 
uh, we're going to talk about this in a minute. Brain, brainwave, right? That's his yeah, name. I brainwave. keep forgetting Blitton, George Brainwave. Knows? He, like, okay, that's okay. Let's let's talk about that in a moment. That's my last one. So let's talk about that in just a sec. Um, the pigheadedness of Utopian, right? Yes, For yes. me, like, but, but it's the point. Just, I, I get that's the point. the point. I get it. Yeah. But if he just doesn't learn from his mistakes, his fucking name is Utopian. Yeah, I know. Unbelievable. What's yeah. his, his son's? Uh, his son's um, superhero name is great as well. I forgot what it is. One second, I've got I it. What is? I have no idea. Oh, it says somewhere. I forgot what it is. It's really. I can look on IMDb. Um, yeah, can you? It is. Uh, his name's it's Brandon. Well, I just know his name, Brandon Sampson. I don't it's, know. His oh, it's really name. bad. It's like a spin-off of the Utopian. I forgot. Anyway, we'll, we'll, I'll come back to it. Yeah. But my third and final one is what we were alluding to. Then is the final plot twist. Which now was the uncle. What happens at yeah. the end of the show? And it's not really built towards very well. So basically what happens is it's building to you thinking that Sky Fox, who we've talked about a number of times, is the bad guy. Uh, and he's been manipulating things behind the scenes. He's, cre- he's created this clone of Black Star. Yeah. Uh, he is, he, he makes you think that he's subtly doing all these little bits to make people turn against uh, the union, where really... It's just the creepy old dude who's been there the whole time, which is... <laughs> yeah, and honestly, the union's falling apart on its own because some of the things that they're saying, I think, are fair. Well, he's subtly <laughs> manipulating it. Of course, yeah, that is true. More so than you... I think on a second watch through, if you watch through again, you'd be like, oh, actually, fuck, yeah, he's really... Yeah. He's really well, he's man- I think he's manipulating them to confl- like to be angry with each other. Agreed. But at the end of the day, you like like if you're in the villain fighting world, it's like, a bit like yeah. it's a little bit like what we're talking about with Shadow and Bone. Is like it's so obvious he's the villain. Yeah, that that one. He's just like it's just the personality and the things he yeah. says. It's like dude, you're you're too fake. He's super I know, slick. Yeah, the I whole know. Time. I know you're fake. I know you're fucking fake. And his fucking superpower is changing people's mental states <laughs> and be able to read their minds. It's like. Of course he's been fucking with people. Yeah. I think that would be my third biggest – maybe I'm on four now. But my third biggest criticism Whatever. would be this show does a lot of like telling, not showing. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's That's super sort of, yeah. unambiguous yeah, yeah. in its display of like what it wants to get across. Absolutely. Um, like, it, yeah, and, and I think the, the, the twist at the end – is like the one bit of the whole show that isn't this unambiguous, isn't this ambiguous thing. Yeah. Isn't this unambiguous thing. It's like, ah, oh, they've, you know, it's sort of happened in the background. But then I I think you could tell it was going to happen. I could just tell it was going to happen because he was just so obviously a suspect character. Yeah, the whole like, time. Like he just didn't seem like a, fucking, a good guy. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, he seemed two-faced. Yes. I'm not going to spoil any of the future stuff because I'd, I'd actually quite like to see it on the screen. It would be interesting. Yeah. Um, Overall, though, I think this show was pretty fun. Like, I know we've butchered like all the characters and who they are and what their motivations are, but it's it's not dissimilar for me to the last one. I don't think uh, to, to Shadow and Bone. I don't think the characters were built enough in the future to really have any sort of empathy with them. Like, mm. they did a great job of do, of showing us the past and making those characters relatable and having like these great story arcs. Whereas in the future. They were just like it's all just there. They I, were just styled into these generic stereotypes, and I'm like, ah. Oh, no, I, I get it. I want to. I want to learn about these characters too. Did you? I, I totally, totally feel you. Yeah. Um, so you would say it's it's above average, above Aquaman. I'd, I'd say it's better than Aquaman. Okay. but but I mean, Christ, like we're <laughs> it's it's we're really like picking at nits here to say that like it's about the same. Yeah. It's right, about I an Aquaman. I think that's all I've got on it. I mean, do yeah, you want I mean, to go into correspondence? No, yeah. I, I, 
Do you have thank, any? Thank I have you a from, bit. Yeah, I've got a couple of bits. Do you want to jump in? Yeah, I'll jump in first. So m- mine is mostly around uh, Shadow and Bone. Uh, yes. Friend of the episode, Mazeman. Um, Mazeman? What did, what That's did an she, interesting. What did she say? Sorry, I'm, I'm getting there. I'm getting there, guys. No, that's all right. He's not, he's not used to doing the uh, the correspondence stuff. So if um, you do have any correspondence, please do hit us up. You can hashtag <laughs> us on Twitter. It's hashtag podcast assemble. Yeah, her, her feedback was the main actress bothers me. <laughs> this is Shadow and Bone. This is Shadow and Bone. Yeah. She doesn't fit in. Uh, the main actor looks like a baby. I think that's Mal. <laughs> Does really look like a baby? He sounds like one, though. I feel like he this sounds is like a old valley kid. Uh, and then, okay, from the fifth episode, which was way too long for something. To, she's like, I had to wait till the fifth episode for something to happen, which is way too long. Like I was really bored agree, by that's... it. And then um, I think the last thing she said was, uh, and also, and I think this is user error, to be honest. I did not understand the meaning of Gesha. She means Grisha. Grisha. Uh, until after like six episodes, maybe I'm slow, but I don't think they did a good job of giving me hints. <laughs> you know what? I agree. I agree with you. What was it? Mazeman. Mazeman. Yeah. I agree with you, Mazeman. Um, like I said all the way through, I don't think they did enough exp- like Ex- helping you understand, just helping yeah. you understand what the fuck, what, what you were looking at yeah, that's fair. and why it was important. Is that is that is that it from that's, from that's the it from Thanks, and friend of the show, Mazeman. My my correspondence of the that's, week. That's that's a nice one. We we actually did have a couple of bits this week that I was excited about. Um, first and foremost, our our old favorite friend of the show, Matt. Good old Matt. Respond a cu- a couple of bits. Try Bloody hell, Matt! You are really keeping us going here. First and foremost, uh, mentioned what his franchise he'd like to wipe from his memory was. So that's okay. A, a harken back to last week. Appreciate yeah, yeah. that. His was Back to the Future. He says he'd like to he'd like the opportunity to watch that again f- with fresh eyes. Okay. No, that's a good one to say. I didn't think comedies. I all right. So I have a problem with Back to the Future. No, the I, first, I think it's a fair one though. The okay. first one is phenomenal. The I, second one is not that good. Is there a third one? I don't even remember. The third one's the Wild West one. I don't think I saw. That which one. I always think is the second one, but isn't yeah. the third one? Isn't that? good either it's fine yeah but it's more the nostalgia of that one yeah i mean what are you talking about that we you said you'd keep the terminator and that has like seven <laughs> bad ones <laughs> you can't you terminator can't criticize his seminal part of life oh all right okay so friend of the show matt actually tweeted as well thank you friend of the show matt we do appreciate it he asked us uh a potential potential one for the future got it what are our top five martial arts movies that is a now good one. Do you want to, uh, John? Would you give you his? He's given. I would us, love to give his. his. Yeah. He suggested his way. His ones are uh, Way of the Dragon, Ip Man, Enter the Dragon, Ong Back, and Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. I was going to say, is Crouching Tiger make it? I quite like that. I didn't one. like Crouching Tiger. I, I remember liking it as a kid, but I don't recall it from. It's been a long time. Yeah, I I did tweet Matt back, friend of the show Matt back, and said. Um, I can't promise that Kung Pao Enter the Fist won't be in there. Now, if you have you ever seen <laughs> <No>. Kung? <laughs> <laughs> I would pay to see you watch that for the first time. It's like, it's a parody, right? And it's when parodies used to be good. Okay. And it takes all the stupid tropes of like, you know, when the uh, Hollywood would take like um, Chinese movies and they would just butcher them. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the dubbing would be terrible. Like some of it was mistranslated. It's, it's, it's that level. Perfect. Yeah. It's beautiful. 
Uh, so thank you, friend of the show, Matt. We will put that on the list. We've got a big list to get through, so we do. maybe we'll do that at some point. That we, sounds like a good we, one. We'd quite like a, a, it sounds refreshing. It does. We'd quite yeah. like a week away from superhero shit. Yeah. <laughs> um, also, friend of the show, Jacob, a new correspondent. Thank you, friend of the show, Jacob. He actually reached out and let us know that MODOK is coming. Have you heard of this? No. He asked He asked us if we'd heard of it and if we were excited about it. So Modok is he's a character from the Marvel Universe. He's uh. a really weird character. He's a, he's a bad guy. He's he's effectively just a big floating head with arms and legs. Uh. Um, hard to, hard to really portray on screen, but it's it's done by I'm the sure guys. Do it. It's done by the guys who did Robot Chicken. Mm. So it's that sen- sense of humor. And I I do know about this, Jacob. Thank you very much for reminding us. This is coming out on the twenty first of May, I believe. It looks hilarious. Like I've seen clips of it from a little it's while like a ago. Show? It's okay. a TV show, yeah. I think it, it. it's Hulu, so it'll be on Disney Plus. Uh, and it's got that uh, that robot chicken sensibility. It's dumb humor. It's like uh, it's stupid. It's a bit gross. It's going to be funny. I'm definitely going to watch it. So uh, I don't. I don't know how you might be into it. It's like it's pretty like sarcastic. Sounds something I'd be, uh, dude. I'm not. I'm not picky. So it's like as long as it's not Hallmark, I'm good. Yeah. So in yeah. this, he it's it's him. Uh, this weird big floating head. He has a wife. Who's just a normal, uh, who's a regular human, not a floaty head. And their kids, uh, their kids, one is a floaty head and one is like a regular oh, human shaped person. And it is, it lo- it's very fun. I'll show you the trailer after this. It's very right. funny. It's worth it. Thank you, friend of the show, Jacob. We do appreciate it. Let us know if, uh, we'll let you know. We might come back to it. We might even do a show on it at some point. Yeah, if we can get we'll see. DL to watch it. Yeah. Thank you all for sticking with it. Really appreciate it. That's a long one. That was, I'm sure it was a long that one. That was a long one. But it was fun to do. Weapon even though they- these things were. Bang on average. I enjoyed were, talking about them. Thank you, Tommy. Full on Aquaman. Thank you, Arms. Thanks for sticking with it, guys. Yeah. Thank you, DL. Where can they find us? Uh, the podcast assemble at gmail.com. They certainly can. Or hashtag us at podcast assemble on Twitter. We will find you. We will find you. Thanks very Thank much, guys. guys. We appreciate it. Have a good it. one. Bye. Later.